Don't forget to like and subscribe. For more information, check out the Gate Expectations podcast on YouTube, Facebook, Patreon, Twitter, and Spotify. Welcome, everybody, to the Gate Expectations podcast, where I bring in a weekly guest, talk all things Yu-Gi-Oh!, and get to know a little more about each person I talk to. This is the only Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast that is run by a full-fledged journalist such as myself. This is episode 28. If you haven't checked it out yet, you can check out earlier podcasts with guests like Stephen Trifonoski, Jesse Cotton, Team Samurai X1, Farfa, Crush Cards, Simo, and many more. My guest for this week is a former national champion, UDS Invitational champion, multiple YCS topper, including two YCS titles, and arguably one of the best players from South America, is Andreas Torres. Andreas, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Hey, hello. <laughs> and uh, Andreas, man, you, you've, uh, you've had a lot of success in the Yu-Gi-Oh! world. You've had... Like several title wins, you're a national champion, and uh, you know, probably the pride of Colombia here when it comes to Yu-Gi-Oh, man. I, you know, how, how is Yu-Gi-Oh in Colombia compared to uh, what it is in North America? Okay, so here in Colombia is not that competitive. Like people here play more for fun. Like they don't they don't like to spend like a lot of money. So it's it's not easy for us to get the cards. Like here, the game is super super expensive compared to the U.S. So mm-hmm. that that make it like a bit a bit a little bit harder for us to play. Mm-hmm. So when you play in Colombia, you know, like, is it is there a lot of at least competition way there, or like as you said, it's like really casual? But do you, do you get a lot of like really good games there? Like yeah, if you go to locals, it's super super casual. But uh, when you talk about like nationals or regionals, like we always have like more than three hundred players, and most of them with uh, competitive decks. So mm-hmm. people just try to play just competitive for the nationals, like the mm-hmm. national season and the regionals. That's mm-hmm. for locals is is super super fun. Mm-hmm. And you're living right now in Bogota, is that, is that right? Yeah, in Bogota. Yeah, in Bogota, and that's you know the capital city of Colombia for people oh, who okay. don't know. And yep, and uh, you're there, and that's where uh, TCG Collectibles are. I believe you're uh, you're very active with them, right? Yeah, TCG Collectibles is located here in Bogota, in Colombia. Yeah, so to tell me more about yourself and being involved with TCG Collectibles. All right, so uh, we started TCG Collectibles like around two years ago. Uh, most of you guys know we're in Ampulido. We started like just vending, just going to events. And after that, we decided that we want to make uh, like a new a new store, something new for the people in Colombia. Like this, this store is totally different from like the people have seen here. And uh, yeah, we start. Uh, then Ernan have to do some stuff himself, so uh, he decided to sell the store to Juan Carlos, that is the new owner, and Rafa, that is his co-worker. So they're like the new people that is working for TG Collectibles, and they contact me again. Uh, they ask me if I wanna work again with TG Collectibles. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm back here working with them. Okay, so are you like a staff member, or are you like are are you sponsored by them? Uh, is I uh, like to be honest, it, I do like everything. I'm a sponsored player, but I also help in uh, the store. Uh, like it, it's it's like just like everyone knows TCG Collectibles and also know me, so it's mm-hmm. like 
different stuff. Like I, I don't have like a single uh, thing to do here. I, I try to help in everything that okay. I can do. <laughs> and that's always good to do. And I, I see you're also like really involved with uh, their YouTube channel as well, which uh, well has a lot of you in it because there's a lot of deck lists that you've done because you've done really well this past uh, this past year with uh, with remote tools and yeah. uh, playing in some shops that you can. So uh, tell me more about the the YouTube channel of TCG Collectors. All right, so uh, we're trying to keep like active the YouTube channel in South America or in Latin America. It's not usual that people have like all, all the information access and no like no not all the players understand english so people try to look like uh i don't know simo or team sam or Trif, but they don't understand them so we, we try to bring like new information competitive information but in spanish so everyone every, like everyone can understand so that's mm -hmm. like the basic idea idea for the youtube channel in tcg mm -hmm. And, and have, do you think that you've gotten like a lot more popular over the years since uh, you started the YouTube? Since you guys started the YouTube? Yeah, channel? If, if, like maybe one year ago when I leave, uh, like all the like the YouTube stuff, the YouTube stop, uh, stop. So I don't know. Maybe we got like five hundred views for per video. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm coming back, like these two weeks, the YouTube has been super super good. Everyone is super happy. Like the videos are getting. Mm -hmm. A lot of views so right now the youtube channel is going like super well mm -hmm. and you know that there's a lot of uh there's a lot of S S spanish residents in uh in, you know southern united states you know because that that board is Me mexico and so you don't think that you're helping that uh cater to that community as well like pretty much all spanish communities around here who like can't speak english very well yeah you know that i want i want the uds and the 200 in mexico so we as TCG Collectibles have a lot of popularity in Mexico. Like a lot of people like are on top of TCG. Like they try to 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 always be ahead with us. So that's good. Like in Mexico, we have a lot of a lot of followers. So you you've dueled in uh, on all over the place. Like you've even dueled in my my home country of Canada as well. Where you, I know you've topped the YCS in Niagara Falls. You know how does it uh, how's it different playing uh, in Colombia or South America compared in Mexico compared to playing like the United States or in Canada? Uh, to be honest, it's really different. Here in South America, people love like backroll decks. They always play helmet helmet decks. It's super 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 hard. <laughs> If you try to make a deck for the U.S., it's not going to work here. Like, if, if you play with uh, maybe 10, 12 hand traps, you're going to lose for sure in South America. Most of the people here play uh, Bagro decks, like Inspector Borders, Fossils, Banishers, Necro Valley, all that stuff, because it's super cheap. So now, as TC Collectibles, what we are trying to do is try to make the people get more competitive. We are trying to, like, lower the prices of the cards, trying to make the people have easier access like here in south america we use troll and toad as a reference we don't use tcg mm -hmm. players so troll and toad is super expensive compared to tcg so the idea mm -hmm. for tcg collectibles now is try to like make all the people in south america in general try to get uh, like easier access to the cards so they can play uh com like more competitive Mm -hmm. And you know this you know, Bogota is a really large, large city. I, I think it's like about like seven million people in it. Yeah, is there really is big. there a lot of like places 
Yeah, is there a lot of places to play for for Yu-Gi-Oh in the in Colombia? In in Bogota, we have five uh, official stores, but in Colombian mm -hmm. total, we have around 15. Like for a small mm -hmm. country, 15 is like a really good number. Mm -hmm. So, like, how do you help uh, like grow the community in Colombia for Yu-Gi-Oh? Okay, usually what I do is just try to go to. Like at least one per month to any store outside of Bogota. I try to bring them cards. I always when I go to to United States to any event, I try to bring like to bring the most generic cards that I can, like a ton of Ash, Nibiru, that, like all the staples. And then I try to go like I don't know Medellin, Cali, each city to try to like bring them the cards. And I like I I, I never try to sell it for the most. I try to always lower the mm -hmm. price so everyone can get the cards. Mm -hmm. So, like, what kind of cards, would, for example, would be, like, really difficult for someone in Colombia to get as opposed to what we could get in North America? Like right now, if you're trying to get uh, maybe the Drayton deck, it's really hard because because the mm -hmm. COVID here in Colombia, like, most of the stores are, like, are closed right now. So people that are mm -hmm. trying to play remote duels, they don't have access to... Drayton decks or the virtual war deck, like the most played decks right now, are super hard to find here. But that that's the idea. Like I always try to go to the US and bring all those cards to here. And how often do you go back between uh, Colombia and the United States? Uh, usually, each time there is a new set. Like now there is Blazing Vortex. I'm going next week, uh, and each mm -hmm. time we get a new set, I try to go to find at least like. 10 cores of the new decks and just bring them to Colombia. Oh, that's, I mean, that's a really nice thing that you're doing there that you're kind of like, you know, trying to bring a lot more like competition into, into Colombia because it really changes, uh, it really changes the atmosphere. It really changes how like, you know, stores and, you know, the people that play there look at the game because I'm sure that they're, do you get a lot of people that like want to travel to play Yu-Gi-Oh! in Colombia, but, but they can't? Yeah, the thing is like for us in Colombia, the get the visa to the US is super hard. Like I don't have that problem because not that many like not that many people know, but I was born in Miami and from Florida. So I don't have problems to go back and forth. But for people in Colombia it's super hard to get the visa. So we only get four four YCSs at you know, like per year in South America. And mm -hmm. traveling South America is super expensive. It's more it's more expensive to go to any country in South America than to go to mm -hmm. the US. So it's not easy for people here in Colombia. Like the basic salary is no more than three hundred dollars. There is, oh wow! So if you have to spend uh, like one fifty in three novas, you're like, how are you gonna live? So that's the issue here. That the game is super expensive for, for like the the people that is playing and Yu-Gi-Oh is for like people that is in the school, university. You know, so it's it's hard to get the cards. So that's what we are trying to do. Like, just bring it here. Like, if, if there is any remote event, we try to just let them use the cards without buying and just we get, like, their, their packs entry or something like that. Mm -hmm. Do people get a lot of... Uh... Does your store get a lot of donations or anything like that for cards for for a lot of people who can't play the game or at all? Do you do you do anything like, like what, that? What we do is try to do like free free remote duels with uh mm -hmm. with the prize support, and mm -hmm. we always try to make the people like play competitive. So we don't give them uh, the boosters. What we try to do is like uh, I don't know if you won five tournaments, you have uh, fifty dollars 
in crate so you can get a Nova or you can get a Dragoon or any like competitive cards that you're missing. So that that's where mm -hmm. the like, like if if you get boosters, it's not that easy to make a deck. But if you get yeah, people it, cards, it so it's gonna be easier for the people to play. So that's what we try to do always, like just try to make the decks. Or we be, like we have like ten virtual worlds, ten suits, ten Dryton, and when the people come here to the store, we have five computers with all the setups, so they can play the remote here, the remote from here, so they can use the decks mm -hmm. here in the store. So once the event finished, they get back the like we 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 receive the decks back, and they can use it here. Oh, so you, so you rent decks and cards out for for players that may not have that may not be able to yeah. afford a lot of yeah. These we cards? try to make like at least have five of each, uh, like top tier deck, so that people can can come here to the store, play the events, and just leave the cards here. Mm -hmm. So, like, what, what kind of decks, for example, would you say TCG Collectibles has right now to rent? Uh, we have like couple Dryton decks, Virtual Ward. Mm -hmm. Uh, we have Sue Eldritch and some variants of Eldritch, like Evil Twin and all that. Mm -hmm. So when you like, when you go get all, all these cards, you just you don't really trade a lot in in Colombia, do you? Or do you just do it a lot when you're in the United yeah, States? Yeah, usually all my trades, I always do it over the U the US. Like all the expensive cards, like Prismatics, uh, collectors, always try to like make like change those cards for uh, staples or decks. Like, uh, I, I don't get nothing if I sell, I don't know, a Tactics Prismatic for 300. For me, it's better if someone can give me a Virtual War deck for a Prismatic card so I can bring the deck to Colombia. So that's what I always try to bring, like, a ton of Nibirus, Ashes, Ghost Orgers, Cosmic Siphons, Twin Twisters, all those cards. Mm -hmm. Now, when you when you were growing up, did you grow up in, in Miami or did you grow up in uh, in? Uh, I lived in uh, I lived in Miami until I don't know, maybe I had like I was like ten or twelve years old, and then I came to mm -hmm. Colombia. Like I was born in Miami, but myself, I always say that I'm from Colombia. That I love this country, yeah. and I always play as Colombian player. Like not because I have anything, mm -hmm. like with the U.S. players. Like I have a lot of friends in the U.S. But uh, I like that Colombia is underrepresented, and people think that the South American players are not good. But if you see in the top five of the Konami players are Gali, that is from Panama, that is South Central America, Paulo, that is from Brazil, that is South America, me, uh, that is Colombia, that is South America. So three out of the best five are from South America or Latin America. So I always try to make the people understand that like play here is not easy because we don't have a lot of access to the cards but you always like play against the good players super super fast like in round three or four because our YCS are no more than nine rounds so it's round mm -hmm. three or four you're playing against the good players the good cards in the US you can have like you can just go seven and oh without playing any good player so that's the mm -hmm. that's the difference yeah, and I know Paulo is like a, a, fa a fantastic player. He's someone I'm gonna want to have on later on. Yeah. 
but uh, you know, we are playing in, in South America. Do you think that you know there would be a lot more better players if you know if South America just had uh, easier access to a lot of cards? Because I know that they they don't get some sets like Toon Chaos, for example, yeah. was a was a big problem coming to South America, for example. So you think that if they had more cards, there would be a hundred, lot more better players. Hundred percent sure. Like mm-hmm. here we have a a lot of good players. That you see them if they go to any YCS, they top with of uh, Paleofrogs. They top with like they top with top tier two decks, but if you get them any good deck, for sure they're going to be like a way better good. Mm-hmm. So, so essentially, your job is you're trying to you know make the game much more easy, easily accessible. Like make the game like easier for everyone to get all the cards so that we so that they can actually play the game like like how you how it should be played or like at least competitive. Yeah, it should be that's played. what I'm trying to do. First of all, because for me as a competitive player, like it's super hard to play here against road decks and they go to any event and just play against all meta decks. So it's super like the mm-hmm. difference is super big. So for me as a player, the best way to try to keep like keeping the game is just try to make more people good so I can get better and I can play with better mm-hmm. decks and better players. So if I go to locals mm-hmm. here, it's gonna be super easy because out of 30 players, we don't see more than, I don't know, maybe five or six tired decks. All, all the other players are just playing fun decks. So that's what, we are trying, that, that's what we are trying to avoid, that people just take the game for fun, and we're trying to make people like take it more, like not professional, but more competitive. You know, you told me about the, the the meta differences in Colombia compared to North America. Like, I looked at uh, one of your Drytron deck profiles, and I saw that you you main deck Harpy's Feather Duster. Yeah. Is that is that for for example for like the Colombian meta, or is that for uh, like North American as well? No, no, it's just a South American meta. If you see, like, uh, I, I I wasn't playing any hand traps at all besides the orange. And also, I was playing Terraforming, Absur Golden, like all cards that auto lose to Jordan Lockbridge. But here, as people know that Drayton is not gonna be popular, they don't play Jordan Lockbridge at all. So it was like it was a hard event because like I play from people from Ecuador, and people from Ecuador is super super competitive because like they they the like in Ecuador the economy is super different from Colombia. But the the people that play from Colombia, they don't even have Jordan Lockbridge in the side deck. So oh, really? I, I make my deck just based on what I know that people is gonna play. So main deck the Happy's Feather was phenomenal, and also mm-hmm. play without any hand trips was way better. Mm-hmm. So do you, when you put up your deck list on TCG Collectibles for like for YouTube and Facebook, uh, are those decks uh, towards the 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 Colombian meta, or is that for like all, all around, or like United States? Like meta? most of the time, I try to explain to the people that that deck list in particular is for South American events, and mm-hmm. all, and I always try to explain that if I go to any U.S. event or if I play uh, any maybe I don't know online tournament, uh, mm-hmm. I, I will play totally different. I will main deck more hand traps. My build is gonna be super different. So mm-hmm. I always try to like make the people understand that both matters are super different if you see most of the u.s players that came to the to north to south america they they don't are like they don't do always good i don't know if you remember hoban when hoban was traveling mm-hmm. to any event in south america they mm-hmm. never top because he always 
play as a U.S. player, it was super hard for him to just change his mind and understand that hand traps are not good in South America. Mm -hmm. And do you think that, you know, being, uh, you know, being true to your, your Colombian heritage that you've played both in the U.S. and Colombia, that you understand both metas and you have an advantage playing it? When, like, for example, when you won uh, Mexico City, uh, you, you know, you, you won that event because you're, you knew the meta. Because of, do you think that you have an advantage just because you know both uh, the South American meta and United States meta? For me, it, it makes it a, a lot easier because when I go to the U.S., I know that I'm going to play all meta decks, so I just make a deck for the event. And I when, go, when I'm going to any event in South America, I try to make my deck good for the first rounds, and then I have a good side deck for the top. So I always make myself that, like, I always think that if I can do good in the rounds, I'll, like, I'm going to do fine in the top. But if I'm going to the U.S., I always try to make my decks good for the top and not for the mm -hmm. rounds. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's really different cons depending on where you're playing for you when how you build your deck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's like I haven't been able to play outside of uh, outside of North America yet, so I don't know how it is. So, and then you you get to travel all the time to get to play these these different places. Like, do you enjoy traveling around and uh, and playing Yu-Gi-Oh? Yeah, to be honest, what I really really like about Yu-Gi-Oh is like. I have been in Europe, uh, like North America, also South America. Like that is the part that I most enjoy enjoy about Yu-Gi-Oh. All the like the travel, the events. That that is what makes mm -hmm. this game like great. Mm -hmm. And like, do you also do like like sightseeing at all, or like do you like to try like a lot of different food when you go out to these places, or are you just there just like to play Yu-Gi-Oh? No, no, no. Like to my the main thing that I do is always try to like at least go to any places, try different food. Like I always leave Yu-Gi-Oh for like the for the weekend, but I always try to mm -hmm. like get involved with the people, try to know different cultures. Like what's that? That's what make this like a good game. Like try to get. Mm -hmm time with a different people yeah because uh colombia is not really a, a multicultural country is it no 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 no. here no like no <clears throat> colombia is like oh, basically all south america except besides uh brazil that they don't speak spanish they speak portuguese uh yep. all, all, all south america is pretty much the same like we are all from like Spain in in, in little words, so yeah. we don't we don't have we don't have like multicultures here. It's not that yeah. you go to New York and you see Asians, you see Europe people. No, like here is not that like that. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. And and it, it, you know, is this like so, something that you like really enjoy doing when you go out to travel? It's kind of experience all that the multiculturalism that that's around. That's something you don't get in Colombia, even though you have it in when you were living in Miami, Florida. Yeah, like always, always what I think is that if you're going to any place, like Yu-Gi-Oh! is the last thing that you have to to be aware. Like Yu-Gi-Oh! You can play Yu-Gi-Oh! All, all, like all days. You can go to any certain place. But when you have the opportunity to go to any, like to a different place, country, city, state, uh, like I think that you have to try to learn about that place, like go to to new places because at the end when you start like when you when you leave Yu-Gi-Oh when you quit Yu-Gi-Oh like what you get with with you is all the experience that you 
get from all the travels. So each time that I go to any different place, like I don't like to be honest, I don't test test that much. I don't I don't play like until four or five a.m. the day before the events. I always try to go outside, eat, uh, go to new places, and like that's what I enjoy to be honest. Yeah, and that's that's one of my favorite things when I go out to travel too. Is that I like to you know embrace the culture and like I love food. I love eating food, so that's always something I always want to try. Like for example, if I come if I ever come to Colombia for some reason and I and I want to go like eat there, like I want to try like authentic Colombian food, like just even like everyday food, whatever. I just I want that. Like that's one of the favorite things that I love doing when I go to travel. Yeah, if you ask if you ask Billy and Jackie when they came here to the YCS like two years ago. Like they try to eat like everything. Colombia have one of the most like delicious food that you're gonna find in South America, and like they go out to for the breakfast, for the lunch, for the dinner. They always ask like what we can eat. Like if you're staying for a week here, I'm pretty sure that each day you can eat something different. Well, what are some of your? I know I'm going off topic, but what are your, some of your favorite uh, uh, Colombian foods? Uh, my favorite one is bandeja paisa. It's uh, like it's a plate from Medellin that is like the second city from Colombia. Like that's that's the the one that I most enjoy. Well, what is that exactly? Uh, is rice with egg with pork and also meat and beans, but like the. It's not. It's not just like the food. It's like the history beside, like it, it, the the history in the in that like in that food. So that's what mm -hmm. that's what make that plate super good. Is is that considered like like commoner food, like everyday food, or is that like not like, not that not that like everyday luxury? because it's like it's super heavy in calories. So like mm -hmm. not everyone eat like what we eat regular is just like rice and like meat and maybe potatoes, something like that. that. That's the regular food here in Colombia. Okay, this is a very, very simple Yeah, food, super though. simple. But if you go, if, if you try to go to like any place trying to get Colombian food, you can ask for the bandeja paisa or ajiaco, that is the, the representative from Bogota. Um, like those maybe are the most representative from Colombia, bandeja paisa and ajiaco. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you said that uh, Billy Breaker and Jackie, they said they, they came over to, to Colombia. What, what, what event was that for? Uh, it was YCS Bogota in 2018. Mm -hmm. And did you notice a lot of uh, other like you know, people from North America that came over from, from that event? Uh, it was Barrett Keys won a YCS here in Colombia, 2016. Mm -hmm. uh, Jarrod Winston, Pro Winston was here also. Mm, it, it was a lot of players here from the US, but the only one that made good it was Billy Break because it's Billy Break. But the other mm -hmm. people, like they said, it's super hard to play here because you you bring your deck as a US player, and first round they start normal summon Banisher set four, then Fossil Dyna set four, or Inspector Borders. <laughs> so it's super different for two. Yeah. Yeah, and that's it's kind of the reason why you have like Carpy's feathers yeah. in your Drytron deck right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's the main reason. And also the the, the purple yeah. curl is the same because the traps like they love trap decks here. Yeah. I mean, it's it's also built too in uh, North America where we have uh, we have like one purple light in our Drytron decks right now cuz they're like trap cuz trap decks are 
are, are a lot more now in North America. Mm-hmm. Like we see like the, the Eldritch decks are running it now and then we might see the, cause there's a whole lot of them running around and like any kind of variant that runs it, like with Dogmatica, you yeah. see that as well. So like tra- traps are all are like, there. Right now, right now trap decks are getting super popular because the Eldritch variants, because like it's, it's most of, I think it's the best trap deck that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just because like it keeps recycling. Yeah, like itself. and now it's super it, it cheap. It's resources. super super cheap with yeah. the reprint of the of the Golden Lord. Like that deck is no more yeah. than two hundred bucks. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's so easy to get now, and uh, which which is really good for a lot yeah. of people who couldn't get Golden mm-hmm. Lords. Yeah, and you know, like and, and it was really tough for me to get Golden Lords at the time because you know, like the when the COVID nineteen yeah. pandemic happened, like all their stores closed. Uh, what's that situation like right now in Colombia when it comes to card stores? Uh, right now, most of the stores are closed, but the like the difference with TG Collectibles is that we also have a website, so we sell cards all over South America. So the, like the, we are closed as a store, but we keep selling cards. Also, we have the option that people can pick up at the store or we are doing delivery. So like we're trying to get the access for the people. And also we get like a local team that we are trying to make them better. So those are the only players that we have allowed to come to the store so they can use the computers and all the remote uh, setup that we have here from them. And you st- and you guys are still running uh, remote dual tournaments right now. Yeah, for, for... we we trying to do it. We trying to do at least two or three per week. Uh, we we're doing it for free because we want the people like try to get involved into the remote dual stuff. What happened is that here in mm-hmm. Colombia, most of the players are like players that have been playing for ten years, twelve years. So it's not easy to get that people now in the computer to play when when they have been playing for more than 10 years so that people mm-hmm. that people says always like no i'm not going to play remote duels I, I prefer the like play in in person and we understand mm-hmm. like i love of course to go to events i love to play like face to face but i always yeah. like let them know if you want to play competitive that like this is the only way that we have to do it right now and we have to do it like mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. in six months in one year we can go to events like once again, but for now, I think that maybe nationals are gonna be remote, uh, and mm-hmm. we don't know if maybe worlds is gonna be remote. So for now, yeah. this is what we have. So I always try to let like just get them involved into like the remote environment. Also because like we as a store, we have to like work together with Konami, and is if Konami is doing this, like this is what we have to do. So, like, at the beginning, I uh, was one of the persons that said, I don't like remote, I don't agree with that. But right now, like, one year later, I said, like, okay, that's what we have, let's just do it. Yep, that's kind of the same thought that I had as well, because I, I'm not a big fan of remote duels, but it's really the only way that we can really play right now, at least for, for big events. So, like, I'll, I'll play it if I have to, that's, that's what it is. But do, do you start to see that... Um, before you started working for TCG Collectibles, um, was it like less competitive? And then now that you started working for them, Colombia has gotten more competitive. Yeah, I think like we, we we have been done a really really good work with people. Like uh, we get uh, I don't know maybe fifteen good players. Like the new the new owner of the store asked me like which players you consider are really good that we can just make them better that we can play with you and i just said like this this and this and we try to make like 
and a competitive environment in in TC collectibles. I always say to the mm -hmm. people, if you want to play for fun, like I'm sorry, I don't want to say like sound rude, but just go to a, any other store. There are four more stores in Bogota. You can go to them. But if you want to play competitive, this is your house. This is the place that you like. That's that's the idea of TCG collectibles. So when, yeah, when people exactly. just came to, oh no, I just want to buy, buy like if you want to buy cards, sure, come in. But if you want to play, we always try to make people to play competitive and understand that we are trying to make good players for the next nationals, YCSs, uh, South American WCQs, mm -hmm. and all that. So that's our idea. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, I understand. Uh, yeah, because because I, I love what you're doing right now. Because you know, not a lot of countries, for example, like get the get the opportunity to be able to play competitive Yu-Gi-Oh. Like for for example, like myself, uh, I, you know, I'm Vietnamese, and in Vietnam, there's Yu-Gi-Oh wasn't a there wasn't a whole lot of Yu-Gi-Oh back like maybe like 10, 15 years ago. And then just just recently, I learned that there was there was like a Vietnamese nationals. I don't know if it was official or not, but they finally had their own national championships and they were playing like TCG, for example. So it, it's it's nice to see that we can get you know some of the the other countries that don't have like at the same chance as we do in North America to like be able to have the opportunity to play the game that we yeah play. that's that like that's our main like our 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 main purpose and also. The new owner of TCG, he played Yu-Gi-Oh like 15 years ago, and now this for him like this is not his job. This he, like he buy TCG collectibles just for love because he loves Yu-Gi-Oh, and that's yeah. what makes the difference. Maybe if he needs the store to leave, it like it would be a different story because he cannot say like we are like this is the people that we need here. If if this is his life. He will say like everyone can play here, but we got the opportunity to get to a like to a person that he only get this because he liked the game because he's a collector because he enjoyed just seeing people playing. So if you see like mm -hmm. TC Collectibles now is trying to get like a museum, like he got trophies, play mats, giant cards. Uh, he also like get like he built all the all the world champions decks with the. Uh, picture of the mm -hmm. player and he tried to sign the picture so he just put like the decks in the in the walls with the picture so the idea is that like any like any player any pe person that entered to tcg have like a different experience it's not like a like a hobby store he's trying to it's like a mm -hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh museum yeah okay and sp speaking of museum i know you have a couple uh couple championships uh to your name uh where are your trophies right now from when you won your your three uh like my the thing is i was working with hernan and hernan was a, a person that he always wants to sell everything so he is my sponsor he sold my my 200 trophy but the the mm -hmm. belt we are going to well, like we're trying to get back my belt so we can leave it here at the story because Hernan have it so mm -hmm. we're trying to contact him to to see what we can do and the other like mm -hmm. I, I have won three nationals i have here at the store my my trophies and also i have won two ycs so i have one of the of the trophies here at the store Okay, so you at least have some of your yeah. accomplishments displayed. Yeah, at yeah, I live it here okay. because, like, I, I I love to see him at my house, but like, it's better if people can just go to the store. And what I think is that if people just go to the store and see that a Colombian player have been doing good, maybe they're going to think if he do it, I can do it. 
But if you say like, no, they're only the used players, like they're going to see super far mm -hmm. the idea to try to get better. When I started, when I started yeah. to play Yu-Gi-Oh, like I always was watching uh, like YouTube videos. Uh, I always watch like Maurice Brownlee, Hector Harris, Shane Scurry, like all old, old school players. And I said like, like, wow, I, I want to be like them. But once I once I go like I went to my first event in the U.S. that was YCS Providence, uh, I get like fourth place or third place I don't remember. And I said like this is my first event like that means I'm not that bad. So I, I when I came to Colombia I said to all the people like you see that that was my first event my first YCS ever I get fourth I'm pretty sure like people from here can can also do it. But people said like, no, I don't know, I don't want to go, blah blah blah. So that that's what I'm trying to do, like just make people understand, like yeah, it doesn't matter that you're from Colombia, that you're from Peru, that you're from, I don't know, any country. The idea is that if you want to, like if you're doing something, just do it good, just try to be better each day. No, what I like what you're doing is that you're kind of being a role model for any, any Colombian player that wants to get into Yu-Gi-Oh! And if, you know, let's say like every other country in the world started doing this, that we might get, you might get yeah. more events in that country. Like, for example, like Bogota got like a YCS. So that was good. And you attracted, you know, a bunch of like North American players over us and think if every country could do that, then maybe you could start traveling out to like other parts of the world that you maybe haven't seen yet to like play Yu-Gi-Oh! And like big yeah, events as well. Yeah, that, that, that was the main idea when the, like the first time I won my first YCS, the first time that I like the first thing that I do, it was just talk to Konami and tell them like you see in South America, like we have good players. Like I, I like I love this country and I like I have a lot of like friends here in Yu-Gi-Oh. So I, my my idea, my goal always is try to like make like Konami understand that not just Colombia but South America in general have a good like a lot of good players but they don't have the opportunity to go to big events because like the visa for South America it's an issue it's super hard to get it like the only like they're mm -hmm. only the only country that is super easy is Chile is the only one the other countries mm -hmm. is not easy to get the visa so now for now we are getting like four YCSs and two UDS per year which is at this better than when we get just one YCS per year and now Colombia, we have mm -hmm. done two YCSs and two UDS in the last three or four years, which is like for a country that is a small and that is growing up in, in their events is super nice. Mm -hmm. And, you know, is that, is, is that like something you want to continue to do? Like, <laughs> yeah, like not, not just for Colombia. Like I have a lot of friends around all South America. So always when they like they said no, it's an event in Peru. I always say everyone like try to get to Peru. Uh, like we as TC collectibles make like events, uh, just given ticket for the first place so we can get at least three or four players from Colombia because it's it's not that easy to mm -hmm. travel. Like a ticket from Colombia to Chile is like seven hundred, or Colombia to Peru mm -hmm. is like. 500 but if you go inside in the u.s is 150 100 so even if you go from u.s to europe is no more than 500 but it's more expensive go to like to you like it's more expensive go to any south american country than go to u.s so i'm trying to like each time that i can i just talk to like any karami person to that that i found just trying to get more events in in south america more than more than a player, I think that 
I'm trying to to sound like a, like a like a, a, like am ambassador embassy like the yeah, ambassador. Yeah, ambassador so yeah. that that go yeah. and try to make good so they 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 see like if one player from South America is coming and he's winning maybe there are more good players in South America maybe you see what happened in the first uh, 3v3 event we get first and third and we said like we are six latin americans players in this event and we get first place and third place that means that south america is really good but people said and also like the u.s players sometimes they said like no u.s like south america they play Yu-Gi-Oh. they have cards like south america they have nationals and they don't count our events as real events but they don't know that here there are like a lot of good players but they don't have the opportunity to just travel to the events because it's super expensive yeah i don't know if you remember way back when we had i, I think it was a shonen jump championship in hawaii if you remember if you recall yeah that. yeah and like people said like you know it wasn't a, like a real event because uh -huh. you know like not a lot of like play good players with it and i think uh mario matthew he was the yeah, one exactly. won that event uh, you know because because you know right yeah united states so like people kind of write off like other countries is like not kind of like a joke sometimes because it doesn't count because it's not within their meta. It's, it's like a lesser country, but we've seen so many like other countries have so much success, especially at worlds. Like it's funny because uh, United States exactly. hasn't had a world That's what I always said. But like Canada have, South America have, Central yeah. America have, Europe have, but United States doesn't have any world champion right now. So that, that's yeah. all like, that's always my answer. Like I always said, like, yeah, you can do like all the jokes that you want, but Gali is two times world national, like two times world champion. And he is from Central America. We have Andres Toro from Chile. He is a world champion and United States have none. So, yeah. And, and this isn't like me, like knocking on the United States, but this is me saying that just there's a lot of other like talented players that are in the world that are not just, you know, in North America, they're, they're from all over the world. So you can't just say that United States is just the best just because of, mm -hmm. you know, they, you only have a lot of events there. It's, it's separate from the, from the OCG, like, which yeah. is in Asia, but you know, you have to, you can't underestimate all the other players that are like in a different country or a different continent than you, because we know that there are a lot of good players. It's just, they just don't have uh, like the resources or the cards to be able to like be as good because like just their, their yeah. country situation As, uh, it, it, like no going too far jesse cotton is from canada and people say like he's not yep. from the u.s uh like canada have mm -hmm. a lot of known players that people think that they're mm -hmm. from the u.s but when you talk with them like no i'm not from the u.s i'm from canada that's different so if you mm -hmm. see like mm -hmm. of course we can say like u.s have like the best players of all time is Jeff Jones, Billy Brake, Adam Korn, and all of them are from US. But right now, as the game is is right now, and like the game has been grown super fast, and we have like a lot of good players. Like here, here we have uh, Joshua Smith. Um, I don't know. And in South America, we have also a lot of good players. So I always try to make them understand, mm -hmm. like, it doesn't matter if we are in South America, in Africa, in Asia, whatever we are, like, the idea is just to play, like, the good, like the game correct. And you don't have to born yeah. in the U.S. to do it, so. Yeah, because right, because right now, like, you, you have dual citizenship, yes. right? So you can compete in uh, the Col Colombian or Nationals the or the U.S. Yeah. Nationals. 
Yeah. So how so how come you decided to play the the Colombian Nationals? Like you won it, so that I means it was a good choice for you. But how come you decided to play uh, Colombian Nationals over? So in, like, in, in, North in South America, we have one more step than the than the U.S. In the U.S., you play regionals, mm -hmm. then you go to the WCQ, and then you go to Worlds. In South America, we play mm -hmm. regionals, then we play nationals, and in nationals, we get the invite mm -hmm. to the WCQ, and then in the WCQ, we go to Worlds. So uh, mm -hmm. in, in South America, what we have to do is play nationals because it's the only way to get the invite to the WCQ. And the WCQ mm -hmm. gives like only one invite to Worlds that uh, is super, super yeah. hard for us to go to Worlds. If you play in the US, you have to play to make top eight. And in the top eight, you have like two lives. You can just win and go to the, to the Worlds or you can lose and play one more time to go to Worlds. Like here is sort of different. You mm -hmm. have to won the event, and after, like before that, you have to get your invite in nationals. So regionals get your invite to nationals, and nationals get your invites to the WCQ. So that make like one more event that you have to play, so you can try to go towards. So, do you think it's easier or harder to if you were playing uh, for Colombia? It's super harder. It's super like everyone's always told me like you should play the U.S. Nationals so you can go to Worlds. Because, like, you, you can make the perfect event by just breaking the finals. What happened to me in, 2015, in, mm -hmm. in 2015? Like, uh, I was playing BA, and I had my opponent out, at 400. And I need to draw any BA for five turns so I can burn it with uh, Barber in game three. And I just drew all yep. spells, and I lose. So they said, oh. like, bro, if you're playing the U.S., you only have to make top eight and win one more game. That's it. And also, like, now that it's top, like, 64 and, or 128, it's also easier to top. Uh, so here is always just harder to make to the top and then make to the finals and then win the finals. So you have the pressure all the time. But in the U.S., you can go X3, just top, and you have to win four more rounds and you're done. In the in South America, you can you have to do X two and you have to won the event. So the pressure, like everything, yeah. is super harder here. Yeah. So you so you like so you like the challenge first of all of, uh, of yeah. Of to Columbia. be honest, if I go to Worlds, I want to say I go as a Colombian player because if I go to the US, mm -hmm. I will have my US flag in my name. But I, I want to see the Colombian flag. Yeah. I want to see like I want everyone see the Colombian flag in the screen i don't want people see the u.s because like u.s players they're a lot but south american players not so i don't want people like see just one more players from the u.s i want people to see one good player from south america like that's my idea that's where i always try here Mm -hmm. and not to mention that you said that you want to be like an ambassador for uh colombian Yu-Gi-Oh, so it, it'd be a lot better for you to promote uh Yu-Gi-Oh in colombia by being uh as a, exactly. a colombian representative for World exactly that's that's US. my idea yeah. because to, to be honest I, I always think about it and i said like god i want to play uh, like worlds I, I can try to do it in the u.s but then I think, like I said to myself, like, no, this is like what I want is to see the Colombian flag in the screen. I don't want to go as a U.S. player. So if I have to try 10 more, like, I don't know, for 10 more years here, I will try to do it here.
Mm-hmm. And, and I really love what you're doing here again because, like, I'm always I'm always happy to see that everybody gets like an, an equal opportunity to to like do what they want. So I'm so glad that you're bringing a whole bunch of like cards and doing what you can for Colombia because, like, I can't really do that right now for for Vietnam. Or else. they're actually doing pretty solid on their own right now. But like, I would that's something I would like to do. You know, it's, it's something you like you do as like who is like a like a, not an immigrant, like well, you're not technically an immigrant of, of the United States since you were born there, but you like to go back to your homeland and you like to like help, which is what like all like what like a lot of Vietnamese parents do is that they go back and help their homeland. I'm sure you do the same thing. You do like your family will help like your family when it's yeah, in Colombia yeah, back yeah. there. Like my wife is here, my family is here. Uh, when I have to go, like always when we are like in active season, we, like there are events like each week basically. And also when you're trying to do the the world points career, also we have to like we have to play more. So but my, my wife is super yeah. nice in that aspect. She always said, like, I want you to go to world. So if you have to just go to the US for six months, just do it, try to get your invite. Mm-hmm. Uh then we were going to have time for mm-hmm. us. But and she'll like he really she she really likes that I always try to like help people here. Like I'm not the kind of player mm-hmm. that no, I'm good. I don't want to talk to you. No, I'm good. I don't play with uh, like yeah. noobs or new players. No, like if if someone just texts mm-hmm. me, I will help. A lot of people just always ask me like I'm going to play this. What do you think? Blah blah blah. I always try to help. Like of course I, I cannot do it with everyone because like some people just text at 3 a.m. But uh, I always mm-hmm. like I'm open always to help the people. Just try to make them better. Just try to like. If, if they want an event, I always want the people say like, I want this event because we play correct. I hate the people that, that said like, yeah, uh, I, I misplay, but I won. I hate that. So I, 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 I like no, the really? people, if I have to lose, but I can say I lose, but I make the, like, the right decision, it's better for me than said, yeah, I, I won because I made a misplay and my opponent doesn't expect that. So... I always try to like change the mind of the people, and there is like that—that that is something that is in the culture in South America. Like people here always try to do like a stuff, like they don't care about the other things. Like if 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 they have to do something to win, they do it. So I always think like mm-hmm. it's better if you just have yourself in a position that you think that you do what is correct and no matter the result mm-hmm. like if you lose okay it's fine you can win always but i don't like people that is always trying to do like whatever they can to win so i always explain to people like if you go into an event you, have, you like you have to be prepared to lose you can like if you if you win mm-hmm. all the event is super nice but if you lose it's all it's also good like it's it's a card game so so i always try to make yeah. the people like think different that they understand that it's better to play correct and lose that playing correct and mm-hmm. then lose five events because you th- thought that what you did was right. So, yeah, I, I like that thought because if you keep playing, like if you keep doing the misplays and still win, like you're going to keep doing it. Like, you, you, your body might say, like, let's do it again and again. And then all of a sudden, you're going to be, your body's going to think, you're going to play this way, keep playing this way, this form. And then you'll exactly. start to lose more than you think. You might just get lucky. Yeah, you might get lucky at one point in time. But if you program yourself to play that way, you're going to get worse and worse and not really like get yourself mm-hmm. out of like playing the proper way. Like sometimes you get lucky because it's a card game. That's what, that's what happens. But so that's what I'm trying to like avoid here and try to 
like make like change the 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 mentality of the players because they always said like no i made this misplay but at the end he made a worse misplay so i won but maybe if you don't make that misplay you have won like three turns early so that's what i'm trying always to do with people like we're doing coaches like tc collectibles uh, are trying to do like something similar to dual academy but we're doing super cheap like we yeah. we are like charging like 10 or 15 dollars because we know like 15 dollars is like maybe lunch for three days in south america so we understand yeah. that we don't like we don't we don't want to get like rich with this we're trying to do it to help the people but like it's time it's mm -hmm. like it's our knowledge so we have to like not 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 ask for millions but we think like 10 or 15 dollars is super cheap to for the opportunity to learn like mm -hmm. we don't want people to just uh, ask how to, how to play this deck and we give them a deck list and just do it now we have to, like we want to do is just explain and make the people understand what we're like why those cards are in, are in the deck or why you don't play this or why you play this card so that's like the like the principal idea mm -hmm. of the coaches that we're doing mm -hmm. are you thinking about maybe doing uh coaching for uh, at the store when uh when yeah like open back up? the last year uh we were doing coaches here like there's something called in colombia uh escuela de duelistas that is for the new players it's like we bring new players, we get them uh, demo decks, we go to the schools, we get them demo decks, we bring them the people to the store. So just to try to like make the community grow up. So we go to schools, we go to universities, we just get the demo decks to the people. Like we, we TC Collectibles is located on front of a university. So we always get new players trying to, at least they come just to ask, like, what is this? Some people just yeah. keep playing or people say, no, this is not for me, which is fine. But we always, at least we try to like just make the community grow. Mm -hmm. you no, know, that that's always like one of the first steps of just getting community. It's just it's letting it grow. It doesn't matter how like if they're the good or the bad or whatever. You just want them interested, and then you know if they want to get better, then that's where you teach them, and then they get better. So you know it's good that you offer these services to them, so that way they know that if they want to be like you know if they want to make Andreas yeah, Torres yeah. you know a national championship, they can walk in the bank. Okay, like we have we have that here. Like that's what I want to be. Yeah, and they, yeah they'll work. Yeah, for that, that's the idea. Like if, if someone just came here and said like i want to start to play competitive i'm going to be the first just here sitting with them and teaching him what what i know but if they said like no i just want to play for fun like okay i'm not like sounds rude but i'm not gonna waste my time on someone that doesn't want to learn so if you want to like if you want to play for fun it's yeah. fine just do it but if you tell me that you want to be better you want to play competitive i'm super down to help everyone yeah, because yeah, again, like you gotta if you want to play like competitively, like on like a, a level that you play, like you have to take the game at least exactly. serious at some point, and at least like get and like work hard at it. You can't just like just like be jerk around and play for fun and expect yourself to be like the best. You still you actually have to work at it, like any other hobby, like anything else you do. It's like when you train for like being a football player, like you have to train, you have to work, you have to you know, kick the ball around. You have, you have to get better at it, just like Yu-Gi-Oh. You have to put work into it as well. To, like the to most important really thing is just spend time, but spend time in like in a good way. Because some people just play like eight hours yes. straight, but they don't like they don't spend 
at that time in a good way. They just play, 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 play. But when I spend time playing Yu-Gi-Oh, yeah. like preparing for any event or trying to test different stuff, like if I'm going to play or spend mm -hmm. 10 hours, eight hours straight, uh, I try to do like, like do it in a good way. Just get someone with me and try to like find if what we're going to do is just good or not. But that people that just play and play and play and play and they just shuffle or break, shuffle my hand or break, shuffle my hand. Like that doesn't work for me. So always that, I, that I'm trying to do something mm -hmm. different, trying to like play something new or get into a new deck, I always get people with me that they're going to help me to make like a good time, like just take approach of the time that we're going to spend, like test. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like when you go like the shuffle or break part, I, I remember when you when you won YCS Houston in your finals match, like you didn't open a good hand either game that you won, like you two owed your opponent, but you didn't open up well either game. So, and, and I think that was I, I always like try to tell this to everybody is that like anyone can learn like a, a first turn combo, but everyone has to learn how to play like second turn, third that, turn, fourth turn. They got to learn how to play the rest of the I game, think not just that, the that opening one turn. Is like that is play Yu Gi Oh. I think that is the like the most difficult part about this game. Like anyone can go to YouTube, learn a combo and just do it on first turn. But when you have to play around hand traps, mm -hmm. when you break and you have to just put yourself in a position that you have to at least live for one or two more turns, that's the difficult part. When like when you break, and, yeah. like you don't get yourself into oh I break and you just smash the cards into the table because it's not your opponent's fault. Like most of the times, he, like he's just cutting your deck and you can do anything about that. So in in those like mm -hmm. I, I remember because that was my first one. That was yes. I'm like and and also I, I had the the mistake of the of the monkey board. So. It wasn't it wasn't easy to just like keep myself into the game. Like I, I got the like, yeah. I was six and oh and in round seven I was playing a mirror match and then they checked me and they said like no you cannot use the monkey board. So I said like okay, it's round six, now it's round seven. I have to won at least three more rounds. Like I'm pretty sure I can do it, but mm -hmm. then what in the top cut? Mm -hmm. So I said like you know what? Mm -hmm. I just for forgot maybe the most important card in my deck, but I just came here to play this weekend. So if I do good without it, it's mm -hmm. gonna be super amazing. Everyone is going to talk about that. But if we do bad, like yeah. everyone is gonna say, "Oh, it's because he forgot the monkey word." So I don't have nothing to lose, just trying to do it. And then in the finals, when I open, mm -hmm. like just setting and pass a set like that, it's impossible. Like how I'm going to just go all the way to the event without losing, without the monkey word, to the finals just to lose because I break. Mm -hmm. But just I, I said, like, okay, mm -hmm. I, I've been in this position testing a lot of times, so just try to know how is the best way just to at least get one or two more turns, how I'm going to make him think that I have a good hand or something. So that, that kind of stuff is mm -hmm. like the, the real test. Not because just testing doing combos yes. is super easy. Like everyone can do it. But in those situations yeah. where you have to stay like calm, just don't try to let your opponent know that you're in a bad position. Like the, the best game that helped me to do that is Magic. Uh, I, I also play Magic. I really like that game because it, it gives me like that, yeah. like that, 
attitude that if I'm if I don't have lunch, I'm just chilling, just talking, everything, just trying to make him think that I'm good. So all, all that stuff, I try to bring it to Yu-Gi-Oh! And in those positions, I said, like, okay, if I lose, it's whatever. So I, 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 I don't try to get mad. I don't try to scream or just smash my cards. I just try to stay, like, it's one more turn what I have, what I need or something like that. I just try to talk my opponent. Maybe they think, like, oh, I'm trying to kill him right now, but maybe they can't. So that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, what was your feeling that when you actually won YCS Houston, that you, when you did it without Monkey Board for like the, the uh, second half? of To the, be honest, the it was it was amazing. Like when when I was to the last, like I won ten and zero, and in the last round, I said, like, no, I don't, I don't yep. want to play the last round because I don't want everyone in the top knows that I don't have the Monkey Board. But in that time, uh, Desmond Johnson was playing for PPG. So he's, he starts screaming like, oh, Andres is undefeated without the monkey board. Oh. So I said, like, no, this, this cannot be possible. <laughs> like, like right now, everyone knows that I don't have the, the, the monkey board. So I go to the top 32. Uh, and they, oh, you're the guy without the monkey board. Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> then top 16. Oh, I'm glad you played without monkey board. Yeah, it's going to be easy. Then top eight. Oh, you're the guy without the... And until the finals, he won't... Because the guy that, that get to the finals... He was about to lose in semifinals, but yeah. Lagunes got a DQ, so the guy just go to the finals. Like the only thing that Lagunes have to do was yeah. change batteries to attack mode and attack, and he lose. And and then he said like, "Well, this is my lucky day. Lagunes got the DQ in semifinals, but I was going to lose, and now you don't have monkey board, so I have all the advantage in the mirror match." I said like, "Yeah, maybe it's your lucky day. Maybe yeah. it's gonna be mine. So let's see." When I break, I said, like, yeah, this is his lucky day. And then, and then he break too. So I said, like, wow, this is, like, that, that's what makes the game super, like, super nice. That, like, you never know what is going to happen. Like, no one expect that I was going to win without the monkey. Like, it's a bank card. How you play the best deck without the best card. Like, it's, it's not possible. But, like, it, it, it isn't, like, to be honest, it wasn't, it wasn't that easy. But I had like an other tools like a magical abductor. No one was playing magical abductor, so magical abductor was like my pseudo monkey board because I was playing the three absurd goldings. So it helps a lot. But that that YCS, I think it was super hard, and the two hundred also because like I wasn't playing Yu-Gi-Oh for that year. Like I I I stopped playing Yu-Gi-Oh. Like I won Houston, and the the week before I went on defeat at YCS Chile. The week after, I'm sorry. The week after, I went on defeat at Chile and I lost the finals. I was playing Monarch and I extremely break game three. I opened like three field spells and I don't remember. And he was playing Picky Fire. Oh. He just put like three Beatrices on the field first turn. So after that, I said, like, okay, oh. I need a break. So I stopped for like one year and then I get like with my girlfriend. To the point that her family was saying, like, no, this guy is only playing cards. He's never in Colombia. What are you going to do? This is uh, he needs to get a real job. Blah blah blah. So, just because of her, I just said, okay, I'm going to quit Yu-Gi-Oh for now, just for a couple times, so I can just show the family that it's not about just Yu-Gi-Oh. That I can do another stuff. So I just I, yeah. I'm journalism. I, I, I make my career. I I'm rather, I, I finish journalism. So I just start. I just start to work oh, on that. Okay. Mm, but when they announced yeah. the 200, I said like, "Well, 
I, I really want to go to this event. It's almost two years without playing, maybe a year and a half. And I was just, I just started to look all the, like all the meta and call my friends, like, you're still playing, you're still playing. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone was playing Sky Striker. It was the, like, the, the deck of the event, like, three Engage, three Kagari, all that. So everyone just told me, like, Andres, Sky Striker, Sky Striker. And I had no idea what Lynx does. Like, I had <laughs> no idea. So I was like, like, yeah. like <laughs> how I'm going to play a deck with Lynx when I don't know how to summon a Lynx? So. I just like yeah. hearing in Cali, that is a, a city near to Bogota, they make a, an event. Uh, the first place get the invite to like get the ticket and the hotel for the for the 200 because Bog- like Colombia to Mexico oh, nice. is no more than 200 the ticket. So all my friends just told me like, Andres, it's gonna be an event this weekend. You wanna come? I say like, well, okay. I'm, I I I don't have like I told them I don't have any cards on me. Like the last deck that I play, it was like BA, so that's the only thing that I have. So they said, like, no, that deck is there. Yeah. We're going to give you a Sky Striker so you can play the event. So I was going with two friends, but something happened. I don't remember. They can go. And I was already in Cali, so I was alone. And I had the Sky Striker deck. I said, like, okay, I'm going to play. And I went, I won, I won the ticket. And that's <laughs> why I go to, like, I went to the 200 because I won that event. If, if I don't want that event, for sure, I wasn't just going back to Yu-Gi-Oh. Then they said, like, no, we are going to, to, to play the 200, so we cannot let you use the, the Sky Striker. So I said, yeah, I don't care. I'm going to play the BA. I, 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 I just want this flight for free, so I'm going to enjoy this flight. I just go with my BA deck. I just go yeah. to just – that was my first time in Mexico, so I, I was – they super happy just knowing Mexico City, la la la, and then go to the event and start like with three draws. I said like no, BA wasn't a good a good idea for this event. And then after the three draws, I went on defeat all the events. So everyone was was like, God, Andres hasn't played for two years. Now he's on defeat, <laughs> and now he's playing finals. I said like, this is incredible. That was that was super super funny because no one trusts me when I said like yeah like I, I'm on defeat like how you're on defeat it's BA in a in a gold key format and a sky striker format without playing for more than a year so like don't ask me I have no idea how but it's and then the yeah. finals with Lagunes it was super super funny because Lagunes was like just banned for one year and then he came back to that event and we were playing in the finals. And he said, like, no, last time uh, you won Houston, but I got, like, I got the cue. Like, right now we're playing the finals that we haven't played, that we didn't play in Houston. I'm going to win. So, I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure you're winning because you have the Sky Striker deck and I have the BA deck. Like, for sure you have to win. When I won, I said, like, wow, I, it was like a dream. I, 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 I never thought it's going to happen. And then after that, I just talked to my girl and I, I told her, like, this is what I like, this is what I'm doing. Like, this is what I'm good at. Uh, I'm going to do it. If your family like it mm-hmm. or not like it, I don't care. If you're going to be with me, I'm good. If not, okay, but I'm not going to just to stop doing what I love. And she said, like, okay, I'm going to be with you. And yeah, and now we're married and, like, we're super good. 
I mean, it's really nice that you you know she's she's stuck by and she supports you in in, in your in playing Yu Gi Oh. But you know, it's like any other hobby that you do. Like everyone yeah. has like a hobby that they they're, they're really passionate about that they they like to do. And you know, that's it's important that you know you let them do their hobby. That, that that's what I always think anyway. Like my girlfriend, like she loves she loves Sailor Moon. She loves she loves that. She loves Harry Potter. I'm I don't care for Harry Potter or anything like that. I like Sailor Moon, but but I let her do it. Like yeah. that's her thing. That's what she loves doing. Then that's fine. And same thing with me for like. I love Yu-Gi-Oh. I love like American football. I have sports. You know, she's not big into sports. She's okay with it, but you know, it's it's important to, to enjoy those kind of things. And I I, I didn't know that you were into yeah journalism. yeah you're yeah doing journalism yourself. I, that you said I finished my yeah, career I, like I don't know, maybe like ten years I, ago. I, oh, okay, so you like yeah you no just, no you I stopped yeah I stopped because like then I just get into Yu-Gi-Oh, all the travels, then the store. So I just yeah. said, like, okay, all the knowledge that I get at, at the university, I will try to bring it to the store. So that's what I'm going like. I'm doing all like all the social media stuff and all that. Okay, got it. Okay, so at least like you can like yeah. whatever you're doing in journalism can like help mm -hmm. to, to whatever you're doing today with TCG Collectibles. Okay, good. Good. And if you ever do a podcast, that means <laughs> I'm not the only journalist that does a podcast anymore. So if you do that, I have to take away that whole entire line out of all my stick, and that's it. You're gonna you're gonna uh, ruin no, me. For, for now, you, you, you're good. I'm not gonna do it. So you you you're still the only one. <laughs> Hey, but I'm, but I'm saying, like, if you if you do one, I mean, you can absolutely do one for, uh, yeah, for uh, Colombia, because I'm mean, I'm sure there's we're, we're trying in to, the room for the market to get to do involved one. into that area for the like just try to do something in Spanish, because it's not easy. Like we don't like this that you're doing is super nice, and we don't have this in in South America. Like no one is doing this in 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 Latin America. So maybe later we are going to we are going to do something like this just try to get the like the known players in south america like hispanic players so people can know them because yep. something that happened is that most of the good players in south america like no people know them like if, if you ask people you you're gonna see mm -hmm. that in the u.s maybe half of the players know andres torres but the other half is who is andres torres he is not from here like we don't know them so that we, what, what we're trying to do yeah. is just make at least like latin american players know they good like they have good players so they can start not just thinking oh want to be like the u.s player they maybe kind of start by thinking i want to be like this uh hispanic player that is uh, an hour away from me so that's that's our idea mm -hmm. Yeah, because uh, for example, like like Paulo, for example, like not a lot of exactly. people heard of who, who Paulo Gonzalez is, but he like he's a f fantastic player, and like he's yeah. started to join Duels Academy now too. So he's like really getting up there with uh, the the North American meta now. He's starting to be, become more mainstream. So it's it's really good to kind of get these players that you know we don't know of like really get him into the spotlight. So we kind of know more of them and kind of learn from them because again, like I'm pretty sure if. Like learning from you if, if you and i sat down and we took like an, an hour or two just to learn about you i'm sure i'm gonna come out there like a much better player than i already am now even though i think i'm like i'm fairly good but you know like but like we need these these kind of people to help us out we need people to help us like get better because there's a lot of people who don't know mm -hmm. what they're doing to or how to get better yeah that's, so that's the, that, like that's the idea because just think you're good without like without challenging yourself is 
like yeah you can say that you're the best one but how you know that you're the best one if you don't even try to just share some of your experience with the other people maybe there there are any other player that mm -hmm. just need a little bit more to be more than you and if you can help if you can help him yeah. it's, it's gonna be super nice like it's not the idea that i'm gonna be like i just want to be andres torres and i don't want anyone in south america to pick it no i want more people to be good because that is going to make yeah. me uh, like to like it's going to make andres a, a better player because with more players with more good yes. players i have to be better than them so that that's the idea. i don't want to like i don't yes. want to play and people said like oh you're good because no one is good in south america no i want to people said you're good because there are another 10 good players and you are the best of, of all them yes i i and i absolutely agree with you on this because like for example like i'm one of the top players on my own local But like I don't want to say I'm like I'm the best ever, but like I'm one of the best in my in my local. But if but I need to get better as well, so I need to make other players around me better too. So that way, like when they learn more and they like they might learn something that I might not learn, and then then they bring that back to me, and then I learn it. it it's how I get better as well. Like for example, I've only topped one YCS, but I topped it because I was training one friend who to play the Yu-Gi-Oh game, and then like after a couple of years, he got really good and got better than me, and then he taught me how to play the game a little better and then i topped that one ycs because i learned from him so i, I think there's it's yeah. really important that we get you know other people to learn how to play the game to be better because it also teaches yourself as well so i'm sure that if you like teach other people they can help teach you back like down the road and make andres torres exactly even better like, if you have a, a better environment now. to yeah. play and test it's gonna be better for you so that's what i'm trying to do yes. here because like i, I always i always just want to like challenge myself so i'm pretty sure if i get more good players here in south america in colombia or in general i'm going to be better so that's the like that's my main idea here yeah and of course and then of course again when you get more people who are involved with the game that want to get better at the game and then they're going to they'll attract more and more people exactly. to get into it and then it just exactly. keeps growing exactly. from there just just like any other community Yeah, so I'm glad that you're like offering like these kind of like these professional services and like really being an ambassador for Colombia to get better because that's I'd also like to see that in my home country of Vietnam. Like I would love to see like that get better. So whenever I go back to Vietnam and say like I would love to I would love to play in a local for like a day or two while I'm there and like I see that these players are getting really good, they're getting much better and they can maybe take the world stage. Like that's what I want to see as well. Like I would love to see like a Vietnamese world champion just as much as exactly. you would love to see like a Colombian. Colombian world champion it's it's just like that yeah so i love that what you're doing right now is like is growing the game in colombia and i hope that like every other country like adapts this that isn't that doesn't have a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh already that kind of like adapts your method at least and gets themselves better because this is what i want to see i want to see like more events everywhere so that way like i could travel to these events too and play like maybe i could play in Colombia, whenever you guys go to the next YCS, if I if I have the means yeah. to do so, like maybe that's something I can yeah, do. like I'm sure everyone wants to do like, like that. everyone want to go to new places. So if if we get like more events, we are yes. going to be super happy that people just came here. Yeah, and 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 I'm and I'm glad that you already got 
a YCS to start with. And like, I hope that you guys keep like getting more and more events as we go along here, because again, like with players like you and like players like seeing Paulo, for example, just seeing like South America kind of flourish. And like, I'd like to see that in, in like Asia too. Cause I know like some people, some parts of Asia might play TCG and like, but that's what I like to see. I like to see the, the whole entire game grow. Cause like, what if I travel somewhere and I want to like, I want to play just a game of Yu-Gi-Oh! with just, just in a new meta. I just want to do that. And like, I have that. I mean, I worry that like, in yeah, every place yeah. I may not that's, be able to that, like, that's the point of, of the game. Yeah, it, it really yeah, is, but it's, like, it's a slow process. Like, and this is yeah. That like you use growing super fast, but the process is a little bit slow. Like, like we're, we're just like in the middle of the process to make like, this game as big as maybe Pokemon or yep. Magic. Mm-hmm. Now, now, moving over to some of the success that you've had now in the United States, I, and I've, I've seen lately that you've been playing some like pro play invitationals and whatnot. And I've, I've seen your deck list like crazy, and you're just topping and like winning events with like yeah. so many different decks. Like it's 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 hard for even me to keep track of. Like for example, like your Chaos Thunder deck. Like I even I replicated it myself just to play it. And I have a lot of fun playing it right now. It's 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 sitting on my desk as we speak. That that deck, and then you've done it with like Evil Twins. Like you're playing with Drytrons as well. And it's like, and you're seeing so much success now in pro play tours. Like, how do you like have all the cards? Yeah. To be able so to, like, at TCG, to do like we yourself? open a lot of cases, so we get access to all the decks. So I always try to like anyone can tell me like this deck is super bad, and yeah, maybe it's right, but I always try to just mm-hmm. do it by myself to be sure that the deck is that bad, because mm-hmm. sometimes people just take a deck, read the cards, and say like, no, this is trash like it could happen but sometimes people have like decks have a lot of mm-hmm. potential like i always try to play different stuff just just to i don't know maybe make 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 the people understand that you don't need uh, like uh, millions to try to make good that you can uh, start with something cheap but if you do it right if you play it right you can win with the deck so sometimes sometimes the people say like no 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 i have i Ignister, I, I top original with Ignister. So I tell I tell them like, okay, let's try to do it. I'm going to take the deck. I will show you that if you play the deck correct, maybe you're not gonna you're not going to win, but you can top an event. So I just bring the deck and I, I and I show him like mm-hmm. you see, like if you see the, the things correct, if you play right, if you know the like the meta, you can do it. Then I take the the what is the name? Of the the one that had worms that are special with uh, normal monsters, uh, I don't remember the deck, the, like the name of the deck. But I I took over that also that deck um, no. to an event and I, and to original and also top. So I always try to just make the people understand that is like most of the time if you go into YCS, of course you need a meta deck, but just to start with the little things that is topping the locals or topping the regional. You can do it with what you have, but you have to do it right. Mm-hmm. So if you ask me, you you will take mm-hmm. a Ignister to a big event? No, I will, like for sure I'm not going to do it. But if I can do it for locals or if I can do it mm-hmm. for a regional or if, it, if I can go to a PPG tour or PPG regional next week and play a deck that no one is playing, yes, I can do it because it's a small mm-hmm. event. So I just try to just show the people that mm-hmm. you can just have your your little stuff and just play it correct and you will have great su- success also i think the best way to learn the game mm-hmm. is just playing with the rogue decks like with the worst ones 
because that's the way that you most put yourself mm -hmm. in a position that you have to play right. Most of the time, uh, if you play, I don't know, maybe mm -hmm. Drayton, they are out of wins. You just treat someone vanity's faint and you're out of win the game. You don't have to correct to someone uh, vanity's faint. Mm -hmm. So new people are just getting to the mm -hmm. game, asking what is the best deck get the best deck and just start to play with it with the deck without getting uh, like good results what i think is that if you mm -hmm. if you don't learn how to play Yu-Gi-Oh, it's gonna be super hard to you to to just play the game correct so as you said uh just combo mm -hmm. is super easy like everyone can just learn the combo and do it but if you take a deck that doesn't have any combo that you have to play well that you need at least each of your cards try to make a two for one because of course they are going to out resource you you're learning like you're you're learning to play the game so that's that, that's what i always try to do mm -hmm. because for like for me to take a tire one deck and go to event and topping is super easy so i always said like okay i'm going to try to do it with a tiger two deck because I wanna just put myself in a position that I have to think more, that I have to try to make myself a better player. So that's why I always try different decks. Like this weekend is uh, we have um, we have the extravaganza weekend. Or um, again, maybe I'm going to play like a sky striker or something like that, just to see like how how I can put my position in. Okay, I have to think more. I have to play better. I have to use each card better because, like, I don't have three Bentines in my deck just to search all my deck. I have just one Ray, and I have to use correct yeah. my resource. And so that's that's my main idea when I always change decks mm -hmm. is because I always try to do, to, like, to put myself in a position that I have to play correct again. Mm -hmm. And I love what you said about you know, learning to play like rogue decks to help yourself get better in the game because you can use those same skills like in, in a playing in a Drytron deck, for example. Like, like example, if I'm playing against an Eldritch deck and they go first and they set like five back row, I obviously can't just open up like Vanity's ruler and be safe with it. No, I have to play around all those back rows because there's going to be at least one or two interruptions that are going to happen to me. So like, for example, instead of like opening up Vanity's ruler, instead I might want to go to like Link Rebo and then like co-link it with Nightmare Phoenix to take out a back row and then bring out Nightmare uh, Unicorn with Nightmare Phoenix and kind of like, you know, peck them down a bit and then maybe like, you know, make a bore load or something afterwards and like try to go for a game. It's like you have to play completely different your second, your first turn when you're not going first. And th those are the rogue decks that like help you out. You, exactly. That kind of That's you the to learn if you learn how to grind in Yu-Gi-Oh, you're good because when when games go long, always the, the good player have like, all the like all in his favor because he's he's going to use better the resources he's going to play better the game so always as i said like if you know if you know if you can do good with a bad deck when you took when you take a good deck you're gonna like mm -hmm. you're gonna destroy everyone because you like if you if you have just one card like ben 10 in your deck and you use it correct when you have three you're gonna like over explode that, that card so that that's what i always try to mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. to teach the people like just take i don't know like right now one of the the the, the corners of the store he loves harpies so i'm trying to like make the deck work i always try to play the mm -hmm. deck here in the like at locals 
and and I said like, yeah, it's fine. It's good that you try to make a not meta deck, trying to at least put in put in a position that you can beat sometimes meta decks. So I they always ask me like, no, I want this mm -hmm. deck, but I want like they they're not the kind of people that said like, no, this is my rogue deck, and I want to play it against uh, another rogue deck. No, they said like, this is my rogue deck, but I want this. To try to beat the good decks so that's what i want from people like if you like your deck it's fine but let's just mm -hmm. next level your deck just try to put it in a position that maybe you can go x1 at, at locals so that's the, that's my idea with the people here like if, mm -hmm. if you don't want to play meta it's totally fine but if you want to play your rogue deck just let me know that you want to do it right yeah exactly that because like you know every rogue deck you know there, there needs to be like some kind of some kind of like mission some kind of reason why it's, it's all together first of all and you, mm -hmm. you know not every rogue deck plays the same way either like they make them be like the basic i might put a floodgate out here but like what but there's certain floodgates that are good against other decks and certain ones that aren't and, and that also relies on the deck as well like for example like you might only play there can only be one in uh, sub terrors for example but you not might not play that in but it's not good against every other deck, and you have to learn how to adapt and you know play each rogue deck exactly. right to yeah. counter whatever the meta is out there. Yeah, because like for example, I had uh, I had an Eldritch player one day. Um, he played like Gozen match against me with um, when I was playing Drytrons. So I'm like, I, but I can still like I can still summon a whole lot of like light monsters out there. So I just kind of have to like you know play around it. It's not the best. I told him afterwards that's not like the best trap to play against me. And he had other traps that he didn't play against me. Instead, I told him you should have played these traps against me. These hurt me a lot more. Like and, rivalry hurts me a lot. And that's more something than, than that like play good players that like they don't do a lot. Like they just beat their opponents. They just pack uh, like yeah. take their their stuff and they just leave. But what what I usually do is like if I don't yeah. know maybe I see Miss place and I I know that maybe he play a card wrong at the end I told him like yo if you play this this and this in this way maybe you will beat me or you'll be in a better position like if you play this card correct maybe I don't want in one turn maybe it will take me two or three more turns like we don't know what your top decks are going to 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 be so maybe the game can be longer so i always try to explain people like some people take it like mm -hmm. in a in a right way like they say oh thank you some people say ah, don't teach me i know how to play but at least at least i i, I feel good that i yep. like let him know what he was doing wrong Yeah, like let them try to know because I've, I've definitely had that too. Where like I've had discussions with my opponent afterwards, and they get mm -hmm. angry or mad at me because I was trying to tell them like this this should have been the play that you did. But yeah. I get a lot of people that are like are happy that you get told them that because you know they use that for like the rest of the event exactly. because you know, they're your tiebreaker. You want them to do good for the rest of the tournament, exactly. so and you want to help like, them. Like you can find good players, but yeah, maybe then, they get nervous or something. So I always try to like like. Man, don't think that I'm Andres Torres. I'm any other player. I like I, I'm like you. I'm human. I like I'm a regular player. Just play as you're in your house. I'm, I'm pretty sure you're gonna do yeah. super good. And I found a really good players. Like mm -hmm. they they always like it, maybe there is their first event or something. So I just let them know like man, you you're really good. Just play your cards right don't think that oh this is a, like everyone know him like yeah maybe everyone know me but 
that doesn't mean that I'm going to open perfect always or that I'm not going to just make any mistake or like I'm human. Yeah. I can be tired. I can be just thinking in any other stuff. I can have a bad day. So just try to play as you're playing in your house or locals, whatever, mm -hmm. because like it's, it's not impossible to beat good players. Mm -hmm. and, then, and that's that's the way you think every time you go into a tournament when you when you play uh, against yeah who's, yeah when i play like uh, to be honest i don't care anyone that is sitting in front of me not not right now since the beginning like the first time i i, I played my first ycs i said like i don't care who's in front of me i'm gonna win this i don't like because i i i i thought that i was good so i said like i don't care who's playing because i know i'm good at this game so and and my first like the first first event that i played in the us it was on uh cool stuff it was event uh, uh, the winner got uh three tour guides it was in tour guide plans format and yeah oh i yeah i remember that it before before we go into that that was the that was the the day before the ycs in columbus where it was at like a different yeah. place where mm -hmm. triple tour guides were on the line right it was that tournament. and the next yeah, week i was, I was, at that was one too. providence I that. yeah go ahead. so i said like this is my first event uh it was like hector Harris, maurice brandley a lot of good players from from florida uh, everyone said like this guy from columbus is good but he's super nervous because everyone is watching like what he's doing and like in Colombia it's not like you don't get used to people just to stand like 10 players watching your game so I was playing against a good player from uh, from South Florida and everyone was just watching the game so I was super nervous because like I said like why is everyone here watching like who is this guy and I at the end of the event, I said, like, okay, it doesn't matter who is playing because I don't care about that. I just care about just play, write my cards. So I always try to say that to the new players. Like, it could be Hoban, it could be Jeff Jones, Billy Brake, Andres, uh, Jesse, Gali. You don't care about who is in front of you. You care about you make your right place. Just mm -hmm. care about make your right place because any mistake that you make is going to open a window from him to just take advantage of that. So if you keep yourself in the game and yeah. if you're just doing right stuff, you, for sure you're going to win. But if you just get nervous, for sure you're going to make mistakes and any good player just take advantage of any little mistake that you make. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree to that because I've had uh, I've had times where I would I see a big name in front of me and then all of a sudden I, I keep I keep thinking I have to play this way instead of playing like my, my normal way so I can beat them. And then mm -hmm. all almost all the time when I think that way, I lose because I I think differently. Like that same tour guide tournament we had, um, I thought that way I had to go against Fraser Smith. And I thought about that way going game one. Yeah, like he just killed me game one. So I thought, okay, I gotta get it out of my head now. It's like okay. Don't worry, it's about Fraser Smith. And then I beat him game two, but then he beat me game three because he opened Oof. up the uh, Naturia Beast trap yeah. dash shoot. And I'm like, okay, there's not not real nothing I nothing I can do there. Not not much I can do. It happens. But, but that's the thing, though. It's uh, you know playing against you know a big name in front of you. It's a lot of people get nervous, and I can tell that when I even when I play my locals, like people get nervous when they play me. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's David. I have to play him. It's like I gotta do this. I gotta do something crazy to to beat him because I'm not as good as him. Like, I get that. And I've done that with players who are better than me. So like, uh, that's a really good mm -hmm, thought to take exactly. into it. So, you know, play the cards, not the player. Yeah. Yeah. 
And you know, this is one personal question that just I just okay. I personally have for myself, just for my own selfish ways. Um, when you uh, you didn't play Vanity's Ruler in your Drytrons, well, that's just was that just for uh, for Colombia or would you? No, put I would have played the card at all. If you were that is, Drytrons in North I had, America, I, I will I, I play the card in the I, U.S. or in South America. Like I I know it's an uh, auto win. I know that? it's a good card, but. Like I think the per, the ultimate uh, herald is enough because you can also negate summons. So if you know if you know the game correct, if you know the yeah. the meta, you know that with with like you're just going to negate the cards that you have to negate. You're not going to just negate cards that that's yeah. nothing. So I think the 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 vanities is a like win more card that people usually use just so they don't have to put their position on should i negate this or should i negate that so just people said like okay with this card i'm gonna close the game oh i'm okay. going to think about if i have to negate or nothing yeah if you have the out just do it if not i'm win okay so but uh, like all the people that okay. ask me the same i answer when when i won the nationals with the necros deck i didn't play the 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 gene ritual like everyone was playing that so I, in those cases, I always say, like, if you want to play just like, out-of-win cards, just, I don't know, maybe play Exodia or something, because I, I like the game. I like to play the game. I know Herald is, like, just close the game, but Vanities is just, like, out-of-win. So I don't like those kind of cards. Yeah. So this is what i'm this is what i'm understanding is that like when you don't play cards like vanity's ruler it forces you to become a better player by <laughs> learning like everyone else's decks by learning what to negate what not to negate yeah but so you you understand your resource management a lot better than just playing auto win because it goes back to what we said before is like anyone can learn a first turn combo and if you can't break it you exactly. win. you don't really exactly. gain anything from you don't gain a lot from it you gain very little but if you take out the Vanity's Ruler, then you learn, okay, this is what I have to stop, and I have to, this is how I have to get better. So that way, like, when I play against other people, and, like, I don't mm -hmm. have Herald of Altenist, but I have something, another way and, to take care of that card. Then and sometimes if you went on Herald and Vanity's, if you didn't open, like, super good, sometimes you don't have even Herald. Like, sometimes if they hand trap you, you only get on one or two... Yeah. Um, fairies in your hand so in that case if they droplet you for sure they're going to just go where the board no. so i for me it's better to end on three in on three um fairies in hand with eva make sure that i'm going to add two more than just have the vanity ruler and just pray they don't play yeah. droplet or they don't play uh the ruler no more because if they if they just droplet or ruler my herald i still have the eva and the orange so I can negate the exact card that I need to negate. Then I add two yep. more. I negate again. So they have to run over two uh, negations. And they have to kill the Herald. And after that, they have to mm -hmm. make a board. If they don't make a board, I have uh -huh. all Drytons in Graveyard. So I can start playing again. So it's like if you if you, if you you open with Vanity, yep. like it, it, it is the same. Because if they drop with you, you only have maybe one negate. And one negate is not enough these days. But if you if you open just with the herald, you have two negates, yes. and also you have a three k body on the field. So they have to kill the the herald. They have to make a board because the next turn you're gonna special all dragons and just kill them. So I don't think that like vanity is good, of course, it's an auto win, but mm -hmm. I don't think it's necessary. Like it's a win more card.
Yeah, so be, because that because that mm-hmm. Herald of Ultimate is also yeah, is you, kind you of like its negate, own like, You just flood, negate the special pseudo that you have like to it, negate. It's floodgates itself. You negate the the seals. You negate the yeah. I don't the, I don't know. You you negate the exact card that you need to negate. Like you don't you don't have to be the best Yu-Gi-Oh player to know that. Okay, if if he attack with Burbo and then he go into seals, he's gonna just blow my field. So just negate the the summon of the XYC and that's it. Yeah, got it. And and then not not to mention too is that like like you said, if you negate uh, Herald of Ultimateness with with the Droplet, because a lot of those cards are out right now. A lot of people are using Droplet right now for it. Like you have that backup with uh, with both lights and an Eva engraved, so you can you can still stop their plays, and then you can still yeah. keep going always, and play Drytrons as I'm sorry. Like always what I'm turns. trying to do is just explain so in terms of numbers to the people. So if they if they don't hand trap me, I open Herald with three mm-hmm. fairies. And they have six cards. If they drop it, now they have four. In those four, they, they need at least three super explosive yep. cards because if they play the first one, of course, I'm going to negate it. If they play like a soft card, I'm not going to negate it. If they play another good card, I'm going to negate it. They only have one more card in hand. They need that card to be absolutely good so they can run over mm-hmm. the Herald and or kill me or make a board. So if you open Droplet plus the discard, and mm-hmm. absolutely good three cards. Like there's nothing I can do, even with the uh, vanity fin or vanity order. So that's what it, I always think. Like mm-hmm. in terms of numbers, it's better for me to have Herald because I'm going to play with my five negations to your six cards. Then have vanity. I only have one mm-hmm. or two negations to your five or, or to your five or six cards. Yeah, because having the Herald out is much better in in the worst case scenario. Because mm-hmm. if it gets negated with drop it, you still have like one or two negates in your hand easily. Where if you stop ruler, you might have one or maybe zero negates. Because I've had many hands where I've had ruler on the board, but I've had like exactly. no negates in my hand. So I have to like hope that they can't take out my ruler or else I'm or it's like I'm in trouble. And I, I like that thought. And I'm, now I'm probably going to take out Vanity's rule out of my deck now that you've told me all this, because I've never thought of it like that before. So that's I'm really glad you put that perspective out of me, because that's something I never thought about, even considered. And now that you put it out of me, it's like, I, this is probably good, because this is, cause like, I'm not very good with the meta yeah. right now, because I haven't played a whole lot since uh, the whole pandemic, COVID-19, happened. So like I need to get myself more familiar with every single deck. Like I'm still like struggling yeah, with the Eldritch deck. Trap decks are super hard understand for that deck. Like, It's not easy and to I'm thinking, play against trap decks. Yeah. Yeah. So then when you taught me that, it's like, well, okay, that's it. Well, I'm going to, I, I might take out Vandy's ruler just so I can learn the meta a lot more and, and be better with it now that you told me that. So thank you for telling me that. I appreciate it. <laughs> so, man, Andreas, man, I had a blast talking to you with this. Thank you so much for coming okay, on David, to the thank podcast. You. I, I was really happy to have you on finally. Uh, man. Uh, yeah, uh, to, any to any shout outs you want to like, mention before we go? A, a really good job here in South America, and we are trying to expand to North America. So, yeah, TC Collectibles right now is my house. So, yeah, that's my, my, my big shout out. And also to you that just take this time to talk with me. 
Absolutely, man. Of course, I had to have you on, man. I've always like respected you as a player. I always love watching you play. I love watching all your deck lists, man. And uh, I'm really glad that I was able to get to you onto this podcast and really learned a lot more about you that I never thought I did before. So thank you once again for coming on to my podcast. And everyone for out there, all the links will be in the description below for TCG Collectibles, Andreas Torres' new okay, home. Okay, man, I really appreciate it. it. And Andreas, thank you so much for coming on. Thank <laughs> you.